The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. This is episode 673. Took you long enough there, Wolfie. Took you long enough. 673 of the series. As we continue walking west here in Minecraft beta 1.7.3. That way is west. I'm sorry, that way is east. That way is west. That is how we determine which way is est. Est? West. Wow! Good night, everybody! I'm packing it in! <laughs> something, something, a few uh, wires across in my brain places. But, uh, oh man. Let's continue west, shall we? Wolfie certainly wants to. Like I said uh, in episode 673, I said that already. For your Thursday, March 15th, 2018. The Ides of March. March 15th. 2018. <laughs> Ides. Uh, we are continuing to raise money for direct relief over at farlinesorbus.com. Currently up to $1,870.81. Thank you everybody who continues to donate. We had a nice good surge of donations of generosity there at the beginning, at the, the onset of the charity. The, the ebbs and flows and whatnots, but we got certainly more questions here from donors. That's the one of the perks, aside from helping out a, a global World Health Organization. Well, no, wait, there is actually, isn't there an organization called Global World Health Organization? But you know what I mean. Uh, yes, uh, Direct Relief works to provide, promote, and fund health initiatives at home here in the United States and abroad. That's what they do. And we are raising money for them. Trying to raise $50,000 to round out the Season 7 here. And farlandsbus.com is where you can learn more about that. And uh, that provides a link. It's also a link in the description to Farlandsbus, but a link to uh, the Tiltify campaign where we're using to, to raise money on behalf of Farlanders to direct relief. Indeed. Indeed. Speaking of the Ides of March, today was Pi Day. Today is an... I record these a day early. And uh, unfortunately, at the beginning of Pi Day, we got news that Professor Stephen Hawking passed away. Don't really talk too much about, I suppose, celebrities. <laughs> he was a celebrity. Uh, albeit in the, the the science realm, which made him certainly unique. You know, right up there with with your Carl Sagan's, with your Neil deGrasse Tyson's, folks like that. Of course, he, he completely outlasted what everybody thought he would live, dealing with his lifelong illness, uh, the degenerative illness of ALS, I believe, is, is what he, he officially had. And uh, went on not only to do a lot of good things for physics and cosmology disciplines, 
but also as a communicator of those disciplines to uh, the greater public and in popular culture and, and mass media, which is always a positive and something certainly it's a it's a it's a strange balance to try. I don't pretend to know what it's like to be a, a physicist or a scientist or a chemist or you know whatever uh, planetary uh, geologists. It, it's it's hard to both get done what you need to get done in those fields of research and theory and studies and you know getting specific. Equipment time. And, what, Wolfie, where are you going? And then also to take that and be able to use that to speak to the greater population. Most of the time, it's it's really just a lot of publishing papers, reviewing other papers, testing uh, testing the results of other studies, the whole peer review process. And of course, usually being linked to a university, so also being a professor at that university and all the duties involved with that. So it's it's certainly something we could use more of and have a better balance of that greater uh, spreads the awareness and knowledge of science, the sciences, the universe, all that fun stuff, <laughs> climate science, geology, even even down to the sociology, psychology, uh, all all the ologies, all the ologies, Wolfie, to be able to blend those those two things seamlessly, and uh, it's a pretty hot topic. Um, well, it has been. I mean, if you watch the old. Cosmos series with Carl Sagan, the same problems come up. Was like, oh, the the media doesn't understand, so they might report, sensationalize certain things. Ooh, Earth-sized habitable planet found in this star system that's six light years away. Well, <laughs> pump the brakes there, pump the brakes there. New York Times, you know, it it, it helps to have knowledge and perspective of a, of a scientist, of of somebody who's entire career is based around perhaps this one thing uh, but then also then to make it interesting and digestible to the greater public which then would turn around and the interest is high and then the funding gets turned around and funding towards more research towards educating more people to go into that field uh, to diversifying the field etc etc it's it's a it's a win-win I say it's a win-win I say and then of course hopefully getting more educated people into the uh, public service realm political realm who then make laws and decisions that affect us all based on these oh I almost hit that hit that cow uh based on you know facts and science science right Wolfie Woof, right indeed. Let's continue on here. All this snow, all this snow is uh, reminding me on Monday, took a day off, published the last episode of Far Lines of Bust, but took a day off and, and went on a hike 
It was like record. Speaking speaking of climate change, record highs for March twelfth here in the Seattle area. I believe parts of the city got into the low seventies. My forecast was only saying sixty five for where I was at, but decided to go out on a hike. Went to a place called Lake Twenty Two. I'd been to before on my own before I got Juno uh, in the summertime, and even then in August, July, August. There was snow up at the top, at the at the at the, the precipice of the hike where the lake is. These basically alpine lakes are are where pools of melt, <laughs> pools of melt, or pools of water of snow melt, uh, end up, you know, pooling in the valleys that are still high up in the mountains, uh, creating lakes. And then those lakes slowly fill, and then you get nice waterfalls as they go down and down. Uh, it's good stuff, but it's very dramatic to be hiking for hour and a half, two hours, you know, gaining 1,500 feet in elevation, and then suddenly you break through the, the tree line, and, oh, there's mountains and a lake and reflections and snow-capped mountains and stuff like that. And, you know, junk like that. It's it's good times, but this time it was all covered in snow. Even though it's March and it was 75 degrees or whatever in some places, 65 degrees, uh, it was all snow. Even the parking lot was all ice and snow. But it's a good thing I bought some micro tiny little spikes for my shoes, for my boots, for my hiking boots. And those helped significantly. Because in a previous hike, I slipped and fell. <laughs> I mean, I have hiking boots, so they got pretty good grip. But not really meant for ice. Compacted snow and ice. So now I've got dangerous spikes that attach to the bottom of my boots and uh, that helped significantly. It was a good hike. Very strenuous hike. Um, never dangerous. There was always avalanche danger and you could tell certain points at which there was fresh snow <laughs> that was covering what was once a well-trodden path. But uh, had a good time. Had a good time indeed. Hiked up with with Juno. Made it all the way to the top and walked along the lake carefully, always following other footsteps, as long as the other footsteps don't end in a giant hole in the lake. I assume I'm safe. You know what happens when you assume? I'll let you know in the morning. And awakeness. You know what happens when you assume, Wolfie? You end up fine, because that's, I ended up fine. Um, so yeah, it was a really good hike. I never really imagined hiking in snow. I always imagined it would have to be, like, you'd have to be bundled up wintertime clothing and either have, like, alpine cross-country skis or, or, or snowshoes. A few people had snowshoes. They seemed a little bit more unwieldy than necessary. I think those are best for fresh, soft snow than it is for hard, compact snow. There were a few times where uh, my leg kind of sunk <laughs> up to my thigh. <laughs> or I had my hiking poles and the hiking pole disappeared <laughs> beneath me. Whoop! Beneath the level of the snow because of how deep it was. Uh, and I actually recorded a vlog illustrating such things that will be up today as well. Uh, I had the driving vlog up yesterday. I know! Did you watch it, Mr. Sheep? The driving vlog was on the way to Lake 22, the trailhead. 
But yeah, I never imagined like hiking in the snow and I actually had to like, I, it, there was somebody hiking in sh shorts. Shorts! And it was weird, it got warmer as uh, as I got up to the top. Probably because I was more exposed to the sun. I wasn't under the canopy of the trees. That's probably the science behind that. But it was very strange that it was warmer when I got higher in altitude and the snow and ice was thicker. But it was a really interesting, a completely different landscape. I kind of prefer it uh, drama-wise in the summer when the lake is liquid. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, lake, and it's like really crystal clear. It's that glacier water that's super clean and clear looking and it reflects the mountains in the distance and it just does a nice like Bob Ross painting as opposed to on Monday it was just all snow. <laughs> it was interesting because I don't know every four or five minutes there you could hear avalanches crumbling and rumbling in the distance. Uh oh Wolfie did I travel too far for you to spawn? No, I didn't. All right, there we go. Woo, that's always a danger. That was a bit of an ocean we crossed. But that's why I always... For the uninitiated, that's why I always make sure I... Stop by a bit of land where Wolfie can spawn every once in a while. Or else we'll have to go back for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was fun. That was a, that was a good, uh, strenuous... Little, little workouts. I, I would be in really good shape if I did one of those every week, but I don't. <laughs> maybe maybe I should work on that. I gotta I gotta work on the schedule and the motivation for that, which is what my uh, driving vlog was all about. Trying to be motivated, schedules, procrastination, and whatnot. So check those out if if vlogs. It's pretty much an, like an episode of Farlands of Bust. We've pretty much agreed is is like a vlog. Almost a podcast. It is a podcast, literally. You can you can get it as a podcast. Uh, it's it's pretty much a vlog, but in a video game. <laughs> uh, these are vlogs, but in in vlog format, in 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 the real life, in in the meat space. Speaking of meat space, fajitas command donated to Direct Relief and has a few questions. Would you ever consider doing? Another spoken word song. For the right price. For the right price. Monsieur Fajitas. For the right price. Fajitas was responsible for the No Scrubs rendition that we did. Oh, I don't know, 40, 50 episodes ago. <laughs> uh, but for the right price. Perhaps. Do you expect to die in game? No, Mr. Bound. I expect you to die. Um, eventually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that, to be honest with you. It would be a bit difficult to just be randomly talking like I currently am and then have my line of thought completely, completely thrown, thrown asunder by, by an in-game death. We've come close. I've certainly become more and more careful <laughs> as of late. Trying to avoid surprise lava. <laughs> I, got, I still gotta make a Far Lands of Us flashback of that time I fell and, and landed the block next to a lava pool. We oh. I tell you what, if you're looking for a way to die, this is a good way to try it. 
Whee! Oh, that's that's laggy. That's really laggy. Why is that so laggy? Did you see that? It's like there was definite like lag. Interesting. Very interesting. Wonder if that has to do with floating point? Because I know the further and further you get, especially once the floating point block precision error gets off by one block, the sand keeps falling because it's 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 transforming between a, a falling entity and a and a solid block. So sand perpetually falls in the far lands. Same thing with gravel, and that's why lag. Oh, I knew that was gonna happen. Lag is often an issue at those distances, like actual in-game lag, not this isn't lag, this is just jitteriness, the jitters. But uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It, I mean, it's certainly the last thing I, I haven't done yet in this world since March 2011. I've never died. Hey, there's some lava, let's try it out. Oh, man. I found the golden apple. I made some pistons. I made, uh, what else? There there were other things. We made cake. We made cake last season for the finale. I don't think there's anything I've not done other than maybe, like, make a redstone contraption or something, like a door. But uh, we've, we've done... Pretty much the most advanced redstone thing you can do in this version of the game is pistons, and we've done that. So yeah, very interesting indeed. I hope I hope not for a long time though. I don't I don't need to find out what happens then. Although I think we have a pretty good failsafe with the elevated hidey holes and hidey holes, keeping those safe, leaving the beds behind. Thank you very much, Fajitas, for your generous donation to the charity. Ryder. Ryder. Asks, what do you think of the current video game climate? Do you find yourself always looking for something to play, or are there too many games for you to play? Do a lot of today's games even appeal to you? Or do you feel they're not at all aimed at you? Ryder. Um... I've never... Uh, how do I phrase this? <laughs> I've never been into what is, I guess, currently known as the tri AAA games. Your Call of Duties. Yeah, duties. Uh, your... Uh, anything Nintendo. <laughs> um, Witcher, Skyrim's... Uh, Overwatch, competitive stuff, Dota's... Fire! Fire in the hole! <laughs> There's a fire over here. The forest is burning. And I don't know that I ever will be <laughs> into those sort of games. So... I don't... I don't... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... That's certainly one thing. But honestly, it, it it it's on and off. The last few weeks on stream, I feel like we've had we've had some good games. And honestly, I judge games differently than probably most other. Uh, if you're just playing games for games, 
I, I judge games based on how well they go for a recording <laughs> for or a stream or, or being able to commentate over it. Things like Soma, uh, 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 the bird one. What the heck was the bird one? <laughs> Har Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. No. Um, Air, Air, and and Tacoma. All all recently have been very. Even if I don't know that they're very good games. They're, they've all. Well, let me take that back. They've all been good games, technically speaking. Technically, uh, competent games. Um, whether or not I actually like them, say, for, for like the plot or gameplay or whatever is a different story, but I enjoyed thoroughly playing them the way I play. The way I play video games now is recording, streaming, broadcasting, commentating. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed those. So yeah, it goes on and off. It goes on and off. Um, it is kind of difficult to find games to play. I certainly have, like I said, non... I'm, I'm not mainstream man. Non, uh, non-mainstream, non-triple-A, um, tastes. So it makes it a little bit more difficult to find games, I suppose. Uh, but then I'm often surprised. It's diff- I'm not- I'm never- hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm never, like, certainly if I ever try to, like, look, let's look for a game to play. That's when I have bad luck. It's always like, oh, I should remember this. This is in development. Or, oh, I should f follow this on Twitter or, or, or put it in my wish list on Steam. And then I go back to it and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's on sale. Or, yeah, okay, let's let's try this out. And it turns out to be great. It's always almost an accident. Staying up too late is no accident. It's waiting for an accident to happen, I say. So let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. <laughs> And awakeness. It's just a sheep, right? It's not like a creeper hiding under here with me. Okay. Woo! So yeah. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. I mean some some games, like the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider reboots, I play just for for I was hoping it would be good, but now I I I just play them for the fact that that it's part of it's part of the, uh, what's to be expected of me. <laughs> part of the, uh, the Kurt J. Mac canon to, uh, to play those games and be snarky about them. And honestly, even finding bad games. Bad games can be good for short-term commentary. Your Ocean City Racings, your, uh, Heavily Armed. I even started playing this Demolition and Building Simulator 2018. It's pretty terrible, but it's it's all right. I'm gonna try it again streaming, but I, I think pretty much two, a few hours, uh, you know, two or three hours worth of that game is probably the the joke. The joke has been uh, has been spent. <laughs> is is the way a bad game goes. So yeah, thank you very much for uh, those donations and questions. F. P. Becker asks I'm sorry you must you might be hearing like my phone going off phone going off my my mother is texting me many many texts in a row um I'll get to those in a minute I'm I'm at work mom I'm at work you get me fired 
Oh! Okay, well, I just wanted some free coal here. I didn't... No! Didn't really want to find an entrance to a cave. F.P. Becker, have you ever owned any Apple products? Um, only a few. Our first family computer was an Apple 2C Plus. Had the big old five and a half inch floppies, and then smaller floppies, dot matrix printer, little tiny, I don't know what it was, it had to have been like nine or ten, maybe, maybe generously it was a 12 inch CRT monitor. Color, the Apple 2C Plus had color, it wasn't the green screens. Uh, played played like the original Rampage, Carmen Sandiego, those those sorts of games on it. Even had a little tiny little plastic joystick. Uh, so yeah, that that was an Apple device, and uh, you know then Apple really stunk for a while in the eighties and nineties. But it wasn't until they came out with the iPhone. I never owned an iPod. I always got the uh, the cheaper little. Uh, uh, they were like there were SanDisk ones, little MP3 players uh, that were like. This one was really neat. It was like a thumbstick that then you would like put into a, a dock, and then that dock would turn it into an MP3 player. So it could be like a USB thumbstick, but also an MP3 player. And I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, 32 megabytes of space total. And then I had like a 2 gigabyte kind of clip MP3 player. But I remember when they came out with the iPhone, the very first iPhone. I'm like, hey, that would be neat, but without the phone. (laughs) That would be really neat, but without the phone part. Because I had I had a phone, a flip phone, a cellular telephone that I rarely used. Certainly, I never texted. Never texted. It's very difficult to text on the numerical pad. How do I get down from here, by the way? Uh, we we seem to have gotten ourselves stranded. Oh, you know what? You can use the old water bucket trick. Ah! How did I do this? How did I place this water up here? What sort of sorcery am I being charged with? Loop? Oh dear. Alright, Wolfie. Land in the water. You did nothing of the sort. Where, where, what have I... Oh, now you go in the water. You nerd. Alright. See? That's a way we could have died. <laughs> um, The, uh... What was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The iPhone. Uh, I'm like, if this didn't have a phone attached to it, then I would be all about it. And sure enough, they came out with the iPod Touch, and I got it. The first generation iPod Touch. And that was before they even had an app store. You just had to deal with the default apps that were on it. So I ended up jailbreaking it, and then you could install apps from different repositories and stuff. That was that was some good times. No camera. There's no camera on it. Uh... The, the iPod Touch. It was very slim. It, I took good care of it, and I think I eventually ended up selling it back used to, like, to Amazon's used 
I don't know if they still do this, but like you could sell back your old computer stuff to Amazon. Uh, and like I, because I'm a pack rat, sort of. I'm a I'm a clean pack rat, but I keep all the boxes for all of the electronics. So I had the original box, and uh, from day one I had it covered in a a a, a, a plastic uh, protector. So I took it off, and it looked brand new. So I think I got like fifty bucks for it, even though it was like probably 180 new or something like that. And that was like an eight gigabyte model, eight gigabytes. Eight gigabytes for all your music and videos and and other things that are only accessible via Wi-Fi because it only had Wi-Fi. Fun times. Good times, those. Good times, those early 2000s. So yeah, those are the only Apple products I've ever owned. Not a, Not a big Apple fan. I mean... Going through school as a graphic artist, graphic designer, everything was was Apple. Just because those were the only programs that were really uh, for for like Adobe and um, page layout stuff were only available or were only best usable on an Apple product. But that certainly changed as well. But no, those are the only uh, Apple products. I've ever delved into, and I'm all right with that. I'm kind of done. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the the appeal of Apple products anymore. Capybara Cosmonaut asks, "What is the most complicated automotive repair or modification you have attempted to date?" I've attempted to date. <laughs> I, I haven't. I have. <laughs> I, I don't date vehicles. <laughs> Ooh, wait, Wolfie. Hold on. Don't shoot me, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. <laughs> okay, perhaps less dramatic now that I've lit it up, but certainly neat. A good use of two torches, maybe. Maybe not. Um, most complicated? was probably painting Subaru's front uh, grill because <laughs> I had to like remove the full grill out of the front and they don't really provide instructions for that so it's kind of just try to find all the screws and then try to find all the plastic tabs. Don't break any of those plastic tabs because that's the end of that if it does. Uh, so that was more of a modification. I helped my dad replace an alternator on my first car an old 92 uh, Chevy Cavalier and uh, I've replaced batteries but that's about it I've never I've never changed oil although it seems extremely simple and never done anything more complicated like never really changed parts or like spark plugs or you know things of that nature only only minor little things i've never had i never had like the tools or the equipment to do such things really you know like i didn't have jack stands or or, or anything or or a jack per se i'm kurt not jack <laughs> jokes all right, well, I guess I'll kill that pig. Oh, you were coming. Sorry, sorry, Wolfie. So yeah, that's that's about as complicated as it gets. 
I don't, uh, I don't do much. I figure if it's easier and perhaps even affordable to pay somebody else to do it, like oil change, because then, okay, they, they rotate my tires too, and they blah, 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 they do all this, that's fine. It, it, sure, I should probably do that myself. But as, as as someone who just published an entire driving vlog about my lack of time management skills and planning, motivation, <laughs> those those sort of things, if I can offload them onto somebody else, is probably for the best, for my own sanity. Perhaps. Perhaps. Walk into the Farlands, though. That is that is my my DIY project, <laughs> and oh boy, howdy, am I DIYing it? There's been so much snow, by the way. This entire this entire episode has been the majority of which ah snow. All right, well we're not gonna make the hidey hole here, I don't think, unless it's ah, it is hidey hole. Oh, are you gonna stay there? Great. Um, I got plenty of dirt, Kurt. All right, let's let's see here. Boop, 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 boop. See you on the flip side, Wolfie. Nice. Uh, let's also we don't need all these levels. Levels! Levels, Jerry. I don't even think I need this level. Nice! See, look at how, how good I am at learning how to time manage. This was this was practically a, a purpose-built hidey hole. Look at it. Woof! Look at it, Wolfie! Look at it! So yeah, thank you everybody again for your continued support. Donate to Direct Relief at farlandsorbus.com. Keep track of uh, the donations there and leave me your questions. Wolfie is very adamant about you leaving your questions, so please leave your questions. Oof. I don't think that that is Wolfie's voice we've agreed upon, is it? Um, indeed. Hope you all are having a good day and a good week. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. I will see you next time. Good night, everybody. I'm packing it in.